time. Get busy. Like we always do about this time. It's the Bigs. Here comes Stafford. And he's picked off. And it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. You already know what time it is. It's the Bigs. A drive the other way. It's going to go. Cubs lead. Number 11 for Javi. Officially rocking with the Bigs. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. Two nothing socks. It's us, the Bigs. Levine. Oh, my goodness, Zach get Levine. Up or get out the way. Woo. You're rocking with the Bigs. Right here on the Bigs Radio Network. And on that note, you are officially rocking with the Bigs. I'm your man, T-Time, one half of the Underground Kings of Chicago Sports. And it's your man, Gino, a.k.a. Mama, There Goes That Man. Uh-oh. Hey, man, you got to rock out with your boys, man. Follow us at It's The Bigs on Twitter and on Instagram, www.thebigs.us. The Mothership, that's the website. Back for episode three, we've been supplying some audio dope. Uh, trying to talk some sense into the the Chicago sports world for the last three weeks, Gino. <sighs> it's a task at times, but it's 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 more than worth it, man. At the end of the day, we got to let the people know that we're on the front lines. And uh, man, you can take what we say and plug in if you want, but you can also play a hate if you want to. Uh, you can do whatever you choose, but when we're not on the mics, messing with our mess family, you can find us at every. Clubhouse locker room in Chicago, whether it be Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, Bears, high school. We hold it down on all fronts. About to drop, dive into episode three of the podcast, man. We got a, a few things we need to discuss with the people. Lillard gets it. Lillard from the corner for three. Won't go. And that'll do it. The Warriors do it again. Another comeback as they defeat the Blazers here in overtime and advance to their fifth consecutive NBA Finals. Man. I thought my boy video game Dame, ah. a.k.a. Logo Lillard, a.k.a. Dame Dollar, would get his boy at least one, man. Gino, I know, and I, I'll tell anybody to their face, okay? Nobody has rolled harder with the man Dame Lillard than my man Gino, Okay. Hey, look, check it out. I'm not one of these. I'm not one of y'all either, man. I don't make excuses for pro athletes. I don't even make excuses for self. So I'm definitely not going to make it for... A, Can't a, make it for somebody else. Yeah, for a, for a guy to make $20 million a year to play a basketball game. But I've been taking a lot of heat lately from guys who haven't talked to me all year. Mars be tagging <laughs> me in post and bringing my name up and I ain't heard from them all year just because they favorite players watching from the crib. But they just ran into a well-oiled machine, man. Like, they got swept. True enough, they should have won one, maybe two, but it was no way in hell the Portland Trailblazers with that super regulation squad was going to beat three out of the champs three out of the four last four seasons, bro. Okay, because the kitchen is definitely hot for our man Dame. And I'll be the first to admit, I didn't see a sweep. I'm thinking that the Trailblazers are coming off a series where they have some momentum to at least compete with the champs. Golden State doesn't have KD. And I'm thinking if it's anybody in the West that's going to take a poke at the Warriors, it's going to be the Trailblazers. Now, why did you think that? Well, you got playoff Dame in a a 
in a pretty hot zone. Okay. You feel like he's, you know, rose to the occasion and taking his game to another level just like you want your best player to do in the playoffs. Right. C.J. McCollum has picked up, you know, any piece of slack that Dame has left. You've had C.J. there right. to come in and, and be a special player. And then there are others have have kind of, you know, they haven't played bad. You know, Cantor, Mo Harkless, uh, it took you know it took the Western Conference Finals, but uh, Miles Leonard, you know, right. players that needed to play well. You, I'm thinking they had the the recipe to at least, to at least get two games. Uh, you don't think that the Blazers, you know, came in thinking, okay, Dame is gonna get them one game, and then they're gonna have a co- cohesive game where they, you know, can at least take a six with the Warriors. You didn't see that? Uh not really. And you, we we talked about this last week. Of course, I picked Portland to win because that's my man. I'm not a fool though. So it was just all heart. Oh, of, of course it was. That, they still that was a, that picked from the heart. Right come on, there. bro. They didn't stand a chance. First of all, all we gotta do is <laughs> just just talk about if that's why I really don't debate and argue basketball with these guys on these in these Facebook groups, which we'll get to later, a little bit later. We'll but, touch on that. Yeah, but if we're gonna talk basketball, then we gotta talk about it in a whole. And people always want to say, "Dame," ver- like it was Dame versus Steph. Basketball is a team game. It was five on five. If you paid attention to the Denver Nuggets, Wes Unsell Jr., the scheme was we're not going to let Damian Lillard beat us. That's why C.J. McCollum was able to come on, like you said, and pick up the pieces. He did an outstanding job of picking up the pieces and helping lead those guys to the Western Conference Finals. But they looked defeated in game one. Golden State, again, a well-oiled machine. The champs, the three out of the last four years. I don't think Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, gets they don't get enough credit for the schemes and, and everything they do to put those guys in position. Steph is a great player, no doubt, the best shooter we've ever seen. Facts. But don't act like Draymond. Facts, okay. Fa- oh, super facts, no doubt about it. <laughs> but let's not act like the offensive scheme isn't one of the best we've ever seen. Draymond with picks, Clay and Steph – Non-stop. And, and true enough, give them credit also for being in outstanding shape. You see Draymond lost like 20 pounds the last four or five weeks of the season so he could get ready for this stretch run. Mm-hmm. But but that's my thing. Those guys are outstanding players, but this is also a product of a, 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 a great coaching staff and an overall great team. So a great team is going to beat two individual, play, uh, two individual great players anytime. Now, the thing about the Warriors, bro, is that they do this thing that I guess all championship level teams do is that they just get this second win right. late in quarters where you think that you got a win in hand and they just snatch it from you. Right. And I think we saw that in every game versus the Blazers because I we saw the Blazers get a few big leads. The, yeah. the last three games they had double-digit leads in the third quarter. Yeah, and blew them. You know, so I think that that's – more of a disappointing showing from the Trailblazers. I didn't expect them to get swept. And I think that they had chances to win all of these games, really. You you look at the leads that they had late in the game, and that's what makes me look at Damon under the microscope. And it's like, okay. You okay, yeah, you you guys, you know, play, you know, well enough to have a lead late into a game. Mm-hmm. But here comes a guy like Steph, Draymond, Clay, just with a dagger for four straight games. And I'm looking at the Blazers like, okay. Some of that falls on the shoulders of your two best players. All day. You know, 
Dame, I thought, looked a little flustered late in games, especially yesterday. All day. Well, we don't see that from Steph. We don't see that from Clay or Draymond. They, they like, I'm knocking this down. And, and we've seen it early on in the playoffs from Dame. But we, Russ ain't on, you know, out there. It's like, where is that anger and that frustration that, fe- it- that fuels that late game presence? You so feel me? How much of that? Factors into previous playoff experience. There you go. That's the, and this is what I'm saying. People act. They don't want to talk real. I'm not talking about you either. Yeah. I'm just saying in general. People don't want to b- bring up the facts. You have to grow. No, it this definitely is, makes a difference when you're Steph and you got Clay, thank Draymond, Andre, three first team All World defenders, and then whoever the big is has been a plug and play for a big. But they come up, with, you know, with big offensive rebounds, putbacks every season. Alfonso McKinney, Kevon Looney, a big. 14 points from my Andrew uh, Alfonso McKinney. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I agree with Ernest. You got to give Golden State the credit, man. It was definitely disappointing for those guys to have three double-digit leads in, late in the game. Mm. But this is – you got to give Golden State the credit. They've seen – they haven't – this is nothing that they haven't seen before, man. So they like, oh, Portland, yeah, for sure. A, a late-game push, though. Oh, That's man, all please. we need for this y'all, W. Y'all guys are cooked. It definitely makes a difference, but I was hoping to see a little bit more from from Dame. Well, when you getting moments. doubled, when you getting doubled and oh, triple teamed, blitz. You thought blitz. it was NFL blitz out there with the with the eighty five Bears running at him for sure. So just just some stats here on top of it. So Dame basically in the playoffs, he averaged twenty six. You know, we actually, which is actually better than Giannis um, in the current playoffs runnings. But the thing that's interesting is. He's averaging 40 minutes a game. The only other player that averages 40 minutes a game per was Paul George in that first round, that series with them. And what series? That series against Portland. Which one was that? That was the first round. The first round, round, right? Okay, this is the third round. Right, but I'm saying he's the only player. We talk about minutes. We talk about time spent in. Right. He's the only player with over 40 minutes that was still in the playoffs to this point. Right. That's touching on what you just said, Gene, as far as – and CJ is right behind him. Right. Okay. So the, right. the two players, the two on the guys, the only two hope, the, the only hope that you have are running on fumes at the end. And no excuses. Let's not give excuses. But those are facts. Yeah. It, it was always going to end with they when they ran into the Warriors. On, I think that's the bottom line. CJ, and this is my thing uh, again. CJ got all the credit when they beat Denver. But nobody says anything about CJ's performance against Golden State. It's all Dame's fault, it which is crickets. cool because you know, it as a leader, CJ, you, as the leader, you you get the brunt of it when you win, and you get the brunt of it when you lose. So I get it. Again, I'm, you know, I'm I'm one of the first to go there. But let's talk about the facts. Those guys have never been to the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and they ran up True. against them guys, that and they got everything the they finals. they got everything they wanted. Man. So that that's my question for you, Gino. About the Warriors, how impressed are you with them? Oh, I'm too. I'm so, How can you not be impressed with them? I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan because I'm not one of them bandwagon guys. But you're a fool if you're not impressed with everything about Golden State, man. I mean, they're with the risk of hyperbole. They're the '90s Bulls of this generation. And that's their that's their decade. I think it, you had one team a decade. You know, you had the Lakers and the Celtics in the '80s. You know, I think the Bulls, you can make an argument for Houston in the 90s and the right. Lakers taking that. The Lakers, the 2000s belong to them for the most part, and Spurs. Right. And, like, there's all, usually it seems like you look back in history, there's usually one or two teams that's, that's just dominating everybody else. So yeah. I always get weirded out and annoyed because people will be like, oh, this league used to be so much parody. I'm like, ain't never been no parody. Back right. when it was Showtime Lakers destroying everybody. Right. Pure no parody, domination. Right? They, they, won, they won five. Right. They right. won five. 
Right. Boston right. won three, and the Pistons won two. And that's it. And right. that's the decade. You're right. done. You know what I'm saying? And right. so for me, I think I get annoyed with the conversations around the idea that the Warriors, like, people just don't like the Warriors because they win too much. Period. But I also understand as a product of a team, you know, said so the 90s, like, I'm used to my team winning, and I'm mad that they aren't going to. So I think the question is, is it about the fact that the league has these, like, like super, not a super team because it ain't about that, but I'm just saying, like, even without Kevin Durant, the Warriors still swept. They were champions without Kevin Durant. Right. And right. so I guess my question is, should people expect a team like the Blazers to even be in the same level of competition in this round of finals? Like, I was like, they're going out. It was like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Thank kid. you, brother. You're an idiot if you thought that. Again, I picked Dame to win. I picked Portland to win, even though I don't have my horse – I don't have a horse. Dame is my guy, but I'm not a Portland fan. But no. I had to be if I wanted Dame to win. My team is one of the worst teams in the league, so I don't have anything to say. But I'm obviously, you, yeah, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Portland, they stood no chance. They actually overachieved because of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. No, the rest of the team, they played pretty well. Myers Leonard came out. He had a coming out party the last couple games. But come on now. Myers Leonard had 30. Stop. That was crazy in the first half, but you know, as far as the Blazers season go, I think they maxed out. They did. Come on, they played OKC, got them out of there. Then I, I always felt they were going to beat Denver. Warriors is a different story. Yeah, but here's how I feel about the Warriors, and I'm always, you know, around this time of year, I fall back to thinking of how crazy it is that most, almost all of their players are homegrown. You know what I mean? They drafted these guys. They did. Uh, when they signed Andre Iguodala, who thought that he had this much? First of all, this much basketball left in him, but to play at a championship level, to be an impact player that he has, KD definitely took them to another stratosphere and made right. them unbeatable. But right. without them, they are still just this incredible offensive machine that nobody in the league over their run has been able to keep up with them. I don't see anybody keeping up with them this year. We'll talk about the East because I'm I'm sleep. You know, I think that. We saw the NBA Finals with the with the Rockets and the Warriors. Right. Yeah. When they when they sent the Rockets home without KD in that last game, it's like, well, damn, the writing's on the wall. He'll go to Warriors again, bringing death to your door. Your season is over when the uh, when the Warriors pull up. Yeah. And I think we're gonna be crowning them champions in a couple weeks, bro. Period, man. That's spoken like a genius, man. And I think that goes back again. When, when does Steve Kerr and his coaching staff get the credit that they deserve? Because, like you said, that's just the next guy up mentality. Is Steve Kerr one of the best NBA coaches of all time? I think yeah. that he was the best coach for this Warriors team. Okay. I think that in in an era where the player is so important, you found a guy in Steve Kerr that can relate to anybody. Exactly. And let's not forget Steve Kerr got how many? Five? Oh, yeah. As a player? Play with Mike. Yeah. And everybody knows that video where he, Mike is, is drinking a Gatorade and Kerr looks at him like, hey, I'm going to be open and I'm going to knock and that motherfucker down. You, hey, Mike, I, I, you ain't got to look at me. I know you know. And he found him and he knocked it down. It just, it sounds funny. Like Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Chuck Daly, Greg Popovich, Steve, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. But y'all can hate all y'all want. When he gets number three in a row, back to back to back. Hey, Steve Kerr traded for Shaq when he was, you know, doing his front office thing with the with Suns. With the Suns, that's right. Come on, that was that opened my eyes. And it's like, okay, it's Kerr out here training for the Diesel. This way. I mean, the reason I asked the question is because Steve Kerr has been the coach of the Warriors since 2014, right? They have gone to the NBA Finals. Every year. Every single year. Every single year. And they've won three of them. So, yeah, he is. And, yeah, right? Like, I mean, 
in the standpoint of winning basketball, I think, the, I mean, the 73-9 and nine is there. You have the case to be made. I know it's still too early, but I think we haven't seen – same way with Steph. We haven't seen somebody get this good this quickly in a long time. Truth. And I think – from a coaching standpoint, to your point, if we're going to give him a shout-out to Ron Adams, former Bulls Thank dude. Thank you, man. Like, Thank shout, you. know, former Bulls dude. But I think there's something to be said like about that coach, like the Steve Kerr coaching tree. Do we see people starting to move around in the league? Because you know people are going to want to adapt the style, right? Right. Like, well, just look at Luke Walton, two coaching jobs since. Luke, Luke Walton. Two head coaching jobs since mm. being on the, on the bench with Kerr. Mm. And, and and one of them was the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't like a small teams. You know what I'm saying? I'm – I mean, this is a new. We are in a new generational shift. I feel like for the NBA, and so I think you know, as the Warriors get older, you're gonna start seeing like the shift. But like in the middle of it right now, it's like nobody's stopping them. Yeah, it's unbelievable how Steph and Clay. I mean, they shoot the ball like. I mean, I got a flame myself, so I kind (laughs) of feel them when they when they just (laughs) knock it down. It's like, yeah, that's what I do. But on that level, it's like like that three Clay hit at the top of the key. Oh my God! With two, when they CJ and Rodney Hood forgot he was there, and he just pulled, he just turned and pulled, discombobulated, falling to the left, burning. Unbelievable! Still, unbelievable, three. man! And so, and and again, the strength and conditioning coaches. That's another. Those guys are in top notch shape to be able to. That one play when Steph hit the three over Dame in the corner, it was like a, it oh, was yeah. the first half. And he just ran from side to side, through a pick, around a pick, back through a pick, around another pick, then back to the baseline and back to the other side. Pump fake, took a dribble, then knocked it down. And then it's jumping, celebrating after the play. You feel me? All of that is definitely crazy. These guys are still young, you know what I mean? These, oh, man. These guys are still flat dab in the middle of their primes. Yep. It don't even matter who got next right now. I'm sorry, Giannis, but you better be playing ten years from now. Maybe when the Warriors, you know, have been broken up and and the business side of it has forced them to part their ways. But you know, what I mean, these guys, you know, I, I look at the league and it's really nobody like the players that the Warriors have. I mean, like Steph, Clay, Draymond, they don't do anything but hoop. Right. They don't care about anything but hoop. Clay. Steph, these dudes are nerds that just care about getting their motion perfected, and it's, this is the product of it. These guys are perfectionists on the court. And they they play off of each other so well. It's beautiful. And like you said, so then you, all those other guys got to do is plug in. Looney, Iggy, like Iggy. Keep him under 30 minutes a game when we need a big defensive stop. Oh, he glue. He's glued. Come on. It's really – basketball is such a simple game, especially when you can – Take your feelings out of it and just use common sense. It's not that hard to 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 dissect the basketball game, man. So, but speaking of Giannis and that series in the East, man, let me ask y'all a question: Are you guys even interested in that series? Because I'm not. It's so, that shit is so boring to me. Excuse my language. I have not watched the game. Me either, bro. Add me into that boat. I've seen like a half. Of game one, and I just felt like the Warriors are gonna just gonna win this game. They're gonna outlast the Raptors, and the Bucks are just a better team. I'm really just waiting for the Bucks to advance, and so we can get the finals cracking. But even without the fight, like just that series in Milwaukee versus Toronto, it's definitely strange to hear that. Oh man, Toronto versus the Bucks. And it's partly because Muggs are used to hearing Le- a LeBron James team out there. That guy yeah. could be trust. That's some truth right Th- there. This is the first season without it, and it's like, okay, this is what's been 
waiting in the wind for LeBron to leave the Bucks, but I don't want to see Kyle Lowry in the finals. You feel? <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to see that. You know, there's four games, wrap up. I'm hoping Giannis can come in and get a game and put all of his athletic ability on display in the finals. All right. They got some real shooters around him um, to maybe, you know, stack up. But like like he said, we know what era this is, man. We we lived through the 90s, Bulls. You you in a different way than I did, but absolutely, you know what I mean? All right. I was 10 for MJ's last championship, and the shit is just something different than, than anything, you know, somebody can experience in sports. So the Warriors fans are getting a taste of it, complete domination. The summer is theirs, okay? Come June, they'll be holding to Larry O'Brien. The last year Oracle too, ain't it? They moving uh, on. Kissing Oracle goodbye before they get to San Fran. Man. The new uh, new stadium's in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm I'm totally not enthused with Toronto and, and Milwaukee. That series is huff. That's the problem for the NBA, don't you think, where they – the narrative is the most important thing in the Thank playoffs. You. Thank yeah. you. The narrative. As Thank a casual you. fan, I'm gonna tell you, like the game sevens, you had me locked in. I ain't miss a single second in either one of them, and they in the two great games. I think with this series, I'm kind of looking at it the same way you just said, where it's like, and then what? Like you know what I'm Man. saying? Like, I'm more excited about the draft and free agency. Thank you, brother. Because you- the the the, ch- the season's over. Like, to, in my opinion, I now I hope, you know, maybe Milwaukee makes it interesting. Right. You know, something crazy happens. But the season is over for me. A hundred percent. I'm looking at I'm looking at the draft. I'm looking at, you know, possibilities on free agency. I hate to admit that that's exactly how that's I feel. That's what it is. Yeah, I feel that the season is over. I would much, and this is, if the, last year me would, like, slap me for saying what I'm about to say. But Uh-oh. I would much rather see LeBron, LeBron a LeBron team try to beat these guys again and watch the Bucks or the Raptors Period. play the Warriors. I think I think the narrative that I want to see next season is LeBron James gets angry and basically finesses some kind of <laughs> yes. other superstar. Yes. And you go and basically he's just like the NWO Lakers. So you know what I'm saying? Like nah, turn no heel, come out here, and it's like Warriors versus Lakers. Let them go to war for seven games. Yeah. I think everybody would enjoy it, frankly. And you know what? What what about LeBron gets traded back to the East? <laughs> nah. We see what's going on with the Lakers. Money, buddy. He getting that, that shop money. <laughs> yeah, he ain't leaving the yeah, West he's, Coast. He's, they set it up perfectly <laughs> for his. Uh, you for better his, see him in the Compton's Most Wanted video on the real. On the real, executive produced Please by LeBron James. Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel y'all on the LeBron thing, man. It's it's weird. What did he make the last? Six or seven, seven or eight, or eight. Yeah, yeah, eight finals. So maybe that's oh, not even a maybe. That is the big thing here. It's like, well, LeBron's been watching since the playoffs started, so he ain't nowhere near making the NBA finals. So <laughs> it is kind of weird, but still, like that narrative: Milwaukee versus Toronto. Yeah. That sounds terrible, man. I, see, I am rooting for Milwaukee because I think if we gonna tell everybody and sell everybody the lie about the small market team being a competitor <laughs> that we need to champion when a small market team is making some noise. Now, I think Milwaukee, as far as what they did in terms of building the stadium out, they saw what they had with Giannis, and they were like, ooh, let's not mess this up. And you said that point before, like, they got tools around him. So to me, I'm like, if this is the scenario that we can't change how the draft goes, where the players can pick where they go, if we can't change it, and you end up at a small market team like that, 
I want the team to then merge around that superstar. Right. And the, the city, you know, Giannis is the only thing going to – when the last time you would watch a Brewers game? When they play the Cubs. Exactly. But otherwise, you ain't checking <laughs> for it, and that's 45 minutes away. Right. So, for me, I think if I am uh, – I won't say Cleveland because I don't think they're a small market because of what LeBron did there, mm-hmm. but, like, if you're, like, a Charlotte Hornets fan, right – and I actually did a little article. I talked to a bunch of people who are fans of the Eastern Conference, and you, all of them is just kind of a very depressed kind of state. Yeah, yeah. But everybody was just like, yo, I want that for my city. I want Kemba to be surrounded with weapons. I want your best person on your team to be surrounded with weapons, and that makes the team rally. It's what, it's what Dame did in Portland, right, literally. Right. So I, I, I want that. So that's why I'm kind of like, I hope Milwaukee does well. I don't think they're going to win, but I want them to do well. A small market a fan of a small market team is definitely looking at the Bucks and saying, Lord, I've seen what you've done for That's them. Cool. I want that for me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> exactly. Please, can we get a player like Giannis? Right. Hey, speaking on that, I think last week we were talking that we were leading up to the the draft uh lottery, right? Yeah. We did it afterward. Yeah, did we? we we did the re- yeah, we we've blocked it out of our memory. We don't yeah, care that the boys had a seventh pick. Mm. But yeah, that that's the. But reality. that's why I think the NBA draft lottery was rigged because Uh-oh. teams like the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> and the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, they're part of the NBA too, and they're kind of small market teams as well. So it's like, hey man, let's use this small market narrative since that's the that's the new narrative. And well, let's see what we can do. Let's throw Zion. Let's see if we can get Zion and John Morant, the, the, the two future NBA superstars, to uh, turn these small market franchises around. I also think, if you notice, all the teams that tanked didn't end up getting hot picks. Period. And, and so if you're going to call it rigged, I think that's what they're rigging against. Like, we ain't going to have y'all out here tanking. Agree, that's I agree exactly 100%. what I was just thinking, E, because you look at the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, and they didn't just bottom out. Right. But, the, you know, they, they, they are – Small market teams that have put a good foot forward in trying to win. Um, Memphis, you know, with, with Connolly and those guys for the, for so long, and Pelicans trying to do it, you know, do what they can with AD. I mean, that's how a small market team. I think that's the message from the league. Hey, if you're a small market team, try hard and draft. You know, get into this lottery where you never know what the hell is gonna happen. Golden State. Hey, right. Golden State. Steph I mean, Clay Draymond. Yeah. Golden State that's real. That's that's real. And Steph, you know, coming out wasn't the you know the number one prospect, no. number seven pick. Yeah. And what a small market team hopes happen is that one of their players is better than you could have ever imagined. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's what the Pelicans are hoping with Zion. They're like, okay, Zion, he's the number one pick, but can he please be better than LeBron? <laughs> You see, because like the Pelicans, <laughs> like you, now if we talking about the Bucks and Giannis and everybody, then what about the Pelicans with a player like AD, AD who can't get out of the first round of the playoffs or the second round of the playoffs, and your player leaves you in in four or five years? Cooked. You know, it's a, it's a small window for a, uh, for a small market team to to do something with. A player like Giannis, and I think that's what's impressive about the Bucks is that they've built their team up in enough time where Giannis doesn't have to wonder what it would be like to have a, to have to leave and have a great team because the Bucks have done a very good job 
putting players around Giannis. So, so real quick, just because y'all have more experience in terms of the actual the business and like going in and talking to the organizations and all of that. As a as a person who witnesses that, and you know, there's a lot of dudes out here. You play GM mode on 2K. You think you out here making deals. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Um, we need to bring the Supersonics back. Um, but Period. my right. biggest thing is, what are the intangibles of that? Like, what is the is it a situation where like the owners think that the team is going to be good no matter what, so they don't put the resources? Like, why aren't we seeing more Milwaukee's? You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of players where you wonder if they had the support, because I think, like, Steph had the support of the community when he got out there, right. and you had the OGs, you know, because I think Baron Davis and all of them were still there when he was there, so yeah. you had to learn. But I guess what is, other than just, like, spending a bunch, is it an organizational culture thing? Like, I don't understand why more teams don't do that. I definitely think, I think we might have touched on that a little bit last time. It's definitely an organizational culture thing. And, again, a lot of these owners, they don't know. They just got the money. You got to put people in place to know what's going on and how to attract these players and what's going to get players to come. And, and again, like y'all, like T said, it's a players league. So now they have more say so than ever. So it's like just the Bulls, for example. What's the go- What's the word? What's the what's everybody knows since the Mike days? Yeah, man. Free agents. Oh, yeah. Take the meeting. Take the free gifts. Take the dinner. Take the dinner. But the ain't no way in hell you sign a deal with them. And that's that's straight organizational culture. I like that. I like that term, E. Organizational culture. That's what it is, man. It's like, no, nah, man, the Bulls, no way. We didn't heard from 99 to 2019, 20 years about how terrible of an organization they are. And like we again, Michael Reinsdorf, Jerry, you run into Jerry all the time. We we've run into Michael. Michael is cool. Like they're cool guys personally. John Paxson, cool guy. He was a great player for the Bulls. But business wise, yeah, no man, no. It, it's definitely a, a a lot about culture. You have to cultivate the type of atmosphere that breeds success. But I definitely think you gotta say a lot of it has to do with luck. You know, you get a player that has. That's all luck, though. Oh yeah, it's all luck. I think. I think the the key the key is what did what did Ho say? He was like, if you practice with skills, good luck will happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I think the luck piece is something you can't control, but all all the stuff you can control, you would think that would be something that would be a priority. Right. Oh, definitely. But you definitely you need your players to stay healthy. You know, we see a lot of players that simply just don't. Uh, Giannis, Steph. Early on in their careers, they, you know, the, the injuries were iffy, but the culture, they you know, it's like, get these trainers out of here. Get us some new trainers that are going to keep these guys on the court. And not don't bring in a trainer that was there in the 90s. The, the egos aren't there. You feel me? Yeah, we don't have this player that we've been connected to since 88. You feel me? We got this, this guy that has this new way of looking at things and how we can keep players healthy. You see it with the Spurs. And, and the simple idea of resting players, you know, it's, it's a constant battle within the organization to try to find the right puzzle pieces that can push you forward. The best, you know, you, you need to be lucky in the draft. You need to get the players that mesh well together. You know, four teams, four teams a year to have a real chance. And so just reading, there was an article on ESPN where they talked to David Griffin, you know, formerly the Cavs, mm-hmm. GM, and now he's in New Orleans. And he said, which is very interesting, he goes, the thing that we're doing is we, we are not accepting it as a foregone conclusion that Anthony Davis and Zion don't want to be here. 
He goes, we still got to make the effort to prove to them that we're putting the money towards. So they just hired a bunch of people. They, you know, they hired a new trainer. They just took a new GM, like another coach, VP of like basketball operations, what Eric Griffin's job is. So I guess, you know, because I guess the owner, um, the, uh, Tom Benson's wife, uh, widow, she runs the team and the Saints now. And she's saying like she's spending money. And she's spending money to provide a, a, a quality team. So I guess if it's ownership, if if, it's, if it lives and dies by ownership, okay, cool. They're going to spend their money however they want to spend it. Right. But to y'all's point, it sounds like y'all are saying you have to kind of walk in knowing what the culture of your team is. Mm-hmm. So if it's a team where, like, you know, 04 Detroit, we don't care about no highlights. We just hit a beach down. You know what I'm saying? If it's the Bulls, it's Showtime Lakers. Like, the marketing of it seems to be not as important to the, the athletes themselves as it is to the consumers. So, like, because if you go market the Bulls, like, I'm pulling up with the highlights. I'm giving you everybody. I'm bringing out, you know what I'm saying, Bob Love going to give you a high five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, shout out to OG Bob Love. Straight um, up. But, <laughs> OG Bob Love. <laughs> yes, sir. But I think, I, I don't know. I think it's just from a marketing perspective, it's always interesting to see that. Yeah, I'll just go back to your your created term, organizational culture, man. It's like you have to know. It's just like New Orleans, for example, man. New Orleans is not a basketball culture, so they're going to have problems regardless. Like you said, she can spend all the money she wants, but, but that's a football town. But, but see, now you got a guy like David Griffin there who has turned teams. There you go. That's what I'm saying. What I mean? Hire somebody who the, knows the there, culture. There you go. Bring Alvin Gentry in who won a ring with the Warriors, who yep. just won with, with this crazy elite team. And Alvin Gentry is a really good coach, He's man. I don't know what people be on out here. Man. On the real. Like, if, if I had Oh, AD, I know why. But uh, We know why. Yeah. As I as I rub, you know, you feel yeah. me? But yeah, it's definitely about getting the, the people around your team that can change the culture. Because not every coach can change the culture for the good. You know, um, even Thibodeau. You know what I mean, it's, it was short lived. He came in; it was it was a clear culture change, but it ended up not lasting that long because the people up top didn't share. That's not what they was on at yeah, all. The culture; it was a culture clash instead of a culture change. Yep. You feel me? And whatever the coach is over now, uh, over there now, won out, unfortunately. But the Bulls are that culture that they cultivated. Uh, late reacting, they, you know, they're not proactive. They're reactive to everything. They're not a winning organization because <laughs> up top, we see how they do their business. Hey, check out. You see the, late, the, the latest Lakers beef, Magic and Rob Palenka. Ooh. Magic said, man. Said. Yeah, Magic said, look, man. I was trying to fire Luke Walton. They like, all right, cool. Next day, they called me back like, ah, nah, man, we, we going to chill on that. Eventually, what happened? He got fired. Yeah, it was Magic went on first take and said it was the backstabbing that I couldn't take from Rob Palenka. You feel me? So that I think backstabbing and moving behind people's backs is a, is a trait of a terrible team. You know, we, we've we seen that shit with the Bulls and. All the moles that they place throughout the team to report back to the to the to the guys up top. Mm-hmm. Now we see that's going on with the Lakers, and it's just ridiculous because you guys have LeBron. You had Magic, whether he was just the face or a part time, whatever they however they trying to paint it, could have been a positive thing for you guys. They weren't trying to take orders from the black man. That's all that was. <laughs> they like who is this black dude? I know Magic he mad. Johnson. You man. saw how what's the names uh, from the Clippers. We saw how how we felt about Magic coming to his games. The, the racist mug that yeah, Donald, Sterling. Oh, Donald, yeah, Sterling. Donald Sterling. Don't yeah. let Magic at my games. It's like, yeah. 
Damn, magic then you ain't rub the I white people the wrong way. Smile and and be on TV and open movie theaters. Period. And tweet. Period. And tweet. And tweet. And tweet. Old man tweets. <laughs> you know, like your uncle would tweet. I really like the way the Warriors played <laughs> look, last night. Look, I love Magic Johnson because that's how I'm like, yep, you a black man from Michigan. He talking about some. The Golden State Warriors are really doing well because Steph Curry is averaging 14 points a game. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> great, great atmosphere. I'm like. Thanks, Magic. Yeah, Magic. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Magic. Thanks, Magic. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, it's like maybe you weren't supposed to be the president yeah, of the Lakers. He wasn't. Magic, he was tight, too. But you know what, though? Oh, he was tight. Every company you know has a figurehead. You got somebody that represents the brand values. Thank you. They had Scotty tried it out here in the Bulls for a little bit, which I was here for because I'm like, hey, that's Scotty Pippen. It's like, oh. But I think every organization, like, I feel like Atlanta should have Dominique Wilkins out there being like, what's up? Come to Atlanta. No doubt. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, and I I think they do. Isn't isn't Philly, he the look, voice? Allen Iverson yeah. is at every game in Philly. Oh, come ring the bell, AI. Look, can Indeed. you ring the bell for us? Indeed, Ben Simmons. I know y'all, Jimmy Butler. I know y'all honored the answer coming up. Look, there he is, right there. Look, side court side. Number three. Remember well, his braids and all saw, that. What's it called? One of the playoff games. He hit a some some happened with the Philly game, and they show Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson got dapped up. The dude walked over, made the shot, walked over to Allen Iverson, dapped yeah, him up. That's the drink. That's like I'm a, like that's what I want to do. On the real. If you grew up idolizing them, you could play for the Sixers. You could walk up and there's AI like, yo, bro, much love to you, man. Good shot. Good shot. (laughs) Bro, I be on cloud nine. Are you kidding me? It's real out here, man. You know what it's going to end up being, right, in in Los Angeles? Kobe. You know it. The Bing. They calling him. He going to answer that call. He going to come back in there like Darth Vader. Kobe going to buy that team, man. That's going to be his team, man. I would love to see him come in. The first thing he do is check Rob Palenka. Let him know, yeah, you were my agent. That's cool. He was but checking him then. I'm here, fam. Right. Go ahead. You know that Kobe, the, the look he'll give you, like he pat you on the top of the head, like, good job, but it's over. Yeah, it's a wrap. All right, so speaking of a wrap, it seems like the NBA playoffs might be a wrap. Oh, they're a wrap. Uh, shout out my boy Dame. He gave me all I could ask for this year. Definitely not the showing that, you know, everybody wanted from him because y'all wasn't rocking with Dame from the beginning, so it don't matter what y'all think anyway. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, he was playing with separated rib, with a separated rib. And this is definitely going to lead into our next segment of Facebook groups because, uh, yeah, I got something to say. Gino. One of the things I know pushes your buttons in. <laughs> Being around you, I know a few things do. But the top one, Facebook sports groups, man. You know, it seems like, and it doesn't seem like facts, that I'm added to a new Facebook group on the daily, man, and I can't, I can't even keep up. So Number the one, folks, bo- for the folks who don't know what this is, give us some insight into what the, the sports, a Facebook sports group is. Now, any fan of any team can go on Facebook and create a group where they can connect with other fans and share their thoughts and opinions on said team. Or a player, or whatever the case may be. You can just go on Facebook, go to the go to this Just click group, on the Create Group button. Create a group, name it whatever you want. That's the how-to. And you find, you, you add members, you find people with, with the same uh, mentality that want to debate argue, talk, whatever you want to call it, about said said player, team, topic, whatever. 
There are no requirements. You don't have to have any type of physical background, any type of sports-related anything. You no, you don't have to have had to be a manager of the team, a water boy, anything. If you just watch sports, you can come and talk about it in your Facebook group. Then they see who else talks about it. They see my guy Gene. They see him on the scene. So they say, hey, this is the I want to talk sports with this guy. So they add him, and then it starts the the rabbit black hole that Gene gets sent down and ends up having to get the hell out of it. So tell me about your latest experience, bro. I want to know. Well, no. Well, actually, I, I we've been talking about me and you. We always talk about this. A lot of the, a lot of the Facebook sports groups that I'm added to, I actually enjoy. You know some of the topics and, and the Very conversations. True. They're they're good. There are a lot of it's like some of these groups have twenty thousand members, ten thousand members, it's like lots good, of members. It, there is a good side to it. There's for a sure. there's a really good side to it. And I enjoy it. Roundtable Sports Group, the U, the Universal Fan Union, uh, the, all the Bulls Network, Shy Bulls for Life, uh, uh, Bulls Talk. Best damn sports group. The best damn sports group. The it's big sports group. The big sports group. We, we do it in, 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 in plenty of groups. But w- when does it become an issue, bro? It becomes an issue when people think that I'm trying to compete with them because me and you are on the front lines and they're not. And I don't hop on my soapbox ever because I don't get any gratification out of that. Like, I, this ain't all fun and games. People think because they might see you on TV or see you in a locker room or a clubhouse or whatever the case, it's all fun and games. But do you know the hours I spent researching and reading and, and doing the knowledge before Working. I got – Yeah, it's like it's not all fun and games. So when I, when I do do the knowledge and when I do bring you facts and then you try to disqualify my facts – because you think you know more than I do, which is whatever. I don't care, but you don't, because I'm there and you're not, and I have I'm privy to very confidential information. So, this is it. I just I just requested to join the big sports group. Um, uh, we got to check your credentials first, man. Please do. Please okay. Do. No, you good. You <laughs> Ask good. Ask about you. me. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting because we are in an era where. People are their own brands, right? In terms of influence. And so I think what happens is if you see, I think the the key example probably is like a Stephen A. Smith, right? People assume that because they see Stephen A. Smith on TV yelling that that is the only skill set he has. That's the only thing that he knows how to do. Not mentioning the fact that he was a journalist for like 20 years years before he got hot. Yes, sir. And so I think because you can theoretically start a blog you can theoretically get your, your tweet get picked up. Some publication post your tweet. Mm-hmm. Like I think now you on right. And so I guess the question is for the folks who, how what's the difference between just talking out your butt and you trying to build a career for yourself? Because y'all have done it. So I want to hear that information. I the think difference? that's the that's the tug of war that Gene you know finds himself in. I think that's what he's mentioning because one of the things I like about Facebook uh, groups is that. It allows us to bring them closer to where we are. Period. You feel me? That's, un- that's why they add us. We're on the underground, and we keep it underground. And you know, being in the Facebook groups with real people allows us to to stay close to, you know, people who are like us. Now, when, when it gets weird, is when it comes to sharing confidential uh, information, and folks don't necessarily know how plugged in who we talk to. 
So they take what we say as just our opinions. This is a place where all they see is opinions when they scroll. For example, the other day, Dame Lillard gets hurt. Game two, Warriors, him and Kevon Looney die for the ball at half court. Okay. He hits his ribs. He falls on his ribs. Me and you, we watched this game. We were watching this. We immediately said, look at Dame, man. Something don't look right about him. First of all, this is this is what, what you know where my mind always goes. If any of those dudes was in, in the group had Looney fall on them on their ribs, come on, brother, get me to the hospital. You had to work for at least six weeks. That's what? all your that's all your PTO. I mean, Thank I, you, I, all I mean, your PTO. I, I'm trying to get some some paid leave. I'm hurt. I'm on workers' comp. Yeah. If that happens, you know, to a regular person, but I'm sure they had their opinions. I'm sure they had other things in mind. No, nah, <laughs> they're messing around to get the bankruptcy info tapes from Peter Francis. <laughs> PFG. <laughs> hey, it's PFG, mess with us, man. On the real, around the spots of the podcast. On the real, PFG, man. We've been following you forever. I love it, man. But uh, so, and a- another thing these people don't realize in these groups is that a lot of the people that are plugged in are in these groups. They just don't say anything. Oh, they watching from afar they watch like from Sting. A, thank you, bro. Like Sting from the, the, the top of the, the arena <laughs> down at the ring like these peasants. <laughs> so these guys. So look, so Dame gets hurt. Now, let alone I got Nate Jones, that one of his agents, mm-hmm. right right on my hip. My right-hand man, not my right-hand man, Dame's right-hand man, who's also an executive producer of his, both of his albums, is one of our guys. So I have the inside information. If I want to know anything, let alone Dame is one of the guys. Like, we've chopped it up with Dame every year since he's been here. So he, we mentioned one name, and he said, oh, whatever y'all need, I got y'all. So we're not going to even go there. That's yeah, just another that's part of the plug. But So I hit, I hit Lotto up like, man, something wrong with Dame, Joe? He's like, yeah, G, he got a separated rib, but he ain't going to say nothing about it. This was Thursday. Two games left. I didn't bring it to Twitter or Facebook because, you know, everybody's going to come at me like I'm a fan and tell me, man, you're just making excuses. But I hit a couple of the guys. We can, I'll name them. Bradley Washington and, 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 and Jawan Stalling. The big Shout certified. out to the guys. My guys, that's the big certified who take the info and then they spread it because then they can act like they got the inside info to people that don't know. It's a beautiful so, thing. So Sham Sharnia wasn't the first person. That's my thing. Like y'all think just because these guys on ESPN or y'all see them tweeting from Yahoo Sports that they the only ones with the inside connect. And nah, that's not true. Like we are just as connected and probably even more connected. Like I said, I can hit up. I'm pretty sure they can, they can hit them up too, but. We're not too far removed. See, now, what people got to understand, you know, and maybe I should jump in and make a post, man. You are a gift. You are a gift from the sports gods that are that is there to bless the people with information that they wouldn't have if they didn't go look at Yahoo. You feel me? Hey, check. One before, you get back to this, but let me give a quick shout-out to Carl Edwards Jr. CJ. My boy Craig Curtis. Shout-out to Craig. My boy Craig Curtis he was out. He lives out in D.C. The Cubs played in D.C. this weekend. Craig, he was busting moves. His son runs tracks. His daughter runs tracks. So he was out all day. He wanted to get to the game. So he asked me, you know, if I had the whatever, the lick. I said, oh, of course. You my boy from childhood baseball, homie. Of course I got the lick. All I did was hit CJ up. 
CJ, man, can you take care of my buddy out in D.C., man? He wants to come to the game. He wants to bring his family. No problem, bro. I got you. Left Craig four tickets. Craig had a ball. Hit CJ up. Let him know. Thank you. Anytime I can do anything for you, just hit me up if you're in D.C. If you like barbecue, I got you. So that seems like that's that's the business part that I think a lot of people don't pay attention to. You only see the stats. You only see, you know, the media coverage. And I think a lot of it, just in general journalism, I think straight up is just a conversation. Can you have relationships? Can you build those relationships? Can you honor those relationships? Man, brother, right? that's all. That is 100% on point. That's it, the relationship. And obviously, when we come in the locker room, it's, it's cool because what me and Terrence do is just so totally different from the rest of the media, like as far as the NBA is concerned. Yeah, we might go in the locker room. We might go in there, check it out, see what the scene is. But we wait. We wait. Play it cool. We play it cool. We wait for the guys to come out of the locker room. So when they come out, they see us. What I say? Katie, man, you got a second for the brothers? They look at us like, because obviously nobody down there looks like us. So they obviously know we're down there for a reason. And they yeah. look at me like, Oh, yeah, what's up, Jody and Terrence? A run down the script. Yeah, man, we the biggest uh, independent minority-owned media group. Oh, man, well, hell yeah, bro. That's th- what, Man, what you need? I got you. And it's simple as that. So it's all about building that relationship. But back to the Facebook groups, it's like, bro, yeah, I have the relationship. You don't take my information and use it however you want, but don't try to discredit me because I'm more plugged than you are. <laughs> and, again, I'm not in competition with you guys. Like Terrence said, man, we all on we all in this together, man. Like we are on the underground giving you guys the privileged information that Period. nobody else has, man. So Period. that 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 shit kind of gets me tight on the inside. Well, that's I, why I say you're a gift. You feel me? And people have to take it as it is. You feel me? Real ones are recognized, the other ones are tough, but here's the thing. You won't catch me. You got to you got to enjoy Gene. Because I had to retire from the Facebook. Yeah, you you warned me, but I, I I keep it player. You know, I saying keep it player, man. I keep it player most times, but that last thing it kind of really got to me because Mars tried to discredit my info. It's I think it's along the lines of people have this idea about what they expect the athlete to do, and the second that it conflicts with that basic idea, then it's like hell no, that's not true. So hearing that a player was hurt. And his game was affected by it. It's like, all right, this dude, is. it, it don't matter. It's the playoffs. He's supposed to play at his best level. Right. It don't matter. Nothing's supposed to affect him. So that's when the Facebook group come. You know, the, fa- the, the Facebook groupers come. And it's like, yeah, give me this. He's supposed to be this and that. And it's like, well, you actually, he was hurt. He couldn't do what he, you know, he didn't have the ability to do what he does. Because most guys, because most guys in the Facebook group never played D one or never played high school anything, and have never had a separated rib. That is the wackest part to me. Back in the D Rose days, you had a bunch of people playing doctor for D Rose who never even sprained their ankle. Come on, bro. Never had their finger jammed from from going, you know, for going for a rebound. Never got bust in the face by an elbow. Never had to, you know, score baskets. With none of that. But they had everything to say about D Rose and if he should be playing, if he was really hurt or not, and if he's soft and all of that. My favorite thing in the world is when you look on like an article, like back in the day, when it'd be a dude who'd be three hundred pounds. I ain't seen his feet since the Clinton administration. <laughs> Talking about some, you gotta muscle up and stop being so soft. He's soft. I work hard every day. I'm like. <laughs> What, eating? Eating at your desk, at your eight-hour gig, 
sitting at a computer all day. Crawled out of bed for it, didn't do anything. To, you know what I mean? And it ain't even them, cause this be dudes out here with jobs, nine to fives, Fortune five hundred, whatever you want to call it. Y'all still ain't active. And so for me, I don't talk about people's like when I I like sports because I like watching sports. Watching sports, sp- thank I you. Enjoy. Thank you. And so, but the thing I cannot do is be like, man, man he's he soft to, as hell. He need to. He need to. He needs to work in it on that, that jumper in the offseason, man, because a jumper ain't hitting. I'm like, what I know about a jumper? <laughs> I know I ain't got one. Mm-hmm. I know I'd like to have one. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I think that's the thing about being a sports fan where it's like it's hard now because people expect you to have an opinion about everything. Mm-hmm. So I think with these groups, is it a situation where it's like these dudes are getting – positive responses from their circles like i don't understand how do you stop that mentality of opinions because it's it's opinions versus facts at right. a certain point at, for for most of it it's opinions though for mo- most of these groups there is opinion i like to come with the facts like i give my opinion as well when we're talking opinion but then when i come with the facts that's when it's over it's not it. oh, that's not when it's over but that's when it's like okay this is what separates the two it's definitely like what he said it's way too easy to share your opinion these days. And every everybody has an opinion on every single twist and turn of everything that has happened. And it's like, you need to take a break. You just need to sit this one out. Yep. And we don't even want to ever hear from you again. That's 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 it, T. <laughs> you feel that, you know, that's the realm of it all. It's like, man, it's so much, so many opinions. And everybody has, like, man... Man, I could have coached Portland better than uh, Terry Stotts did last night. It's like, and you uh-huh. you see, and that's two K. Yeah, thank you. You got a word for that? Me, the meathead fan, you know, we see it across oh. <laughs> the board. With uh, with, you know, I'll use Jing's favorite fan base, the Cubs, and how everybody thinks that Joe Madden should be fired and he should have took Kyle Hendricks out then instead of this and. Meanwhile, Joe Madden is managing the number one team in the National League with a World Series under his belt. And the winning is manager for the last five years of baseball. And the Cubs wouldn't even let you in Wrigley if they had a co- if they were looking for a manager. You feel me? Yeah. And the disconnect, the, the, you know, sports is a lot closer to people these days because, yeah. like you said, you can you know you can talk to a couple of other media people in these groups. They some of the athletes are in these groups, and every now and then you get to you know get a glimpse into what they think. But for the most part, it's a bunch of people thinking they could be Stephen, you know, thinking they could be Stephen A. Period, Smith, bro. thinking they could be Nick Wright, Danny Parkins, Lawrence Holmes, and that is their their chance. You feel me? That that is their chance to show the world that hey, I can do it too. Hey man, and stick, I have an opinion. Stick to your day job, bro. If oh. you if you got one, if you cracking cars or you hustling or you selling Reggie or selling light depths. Hey, that was another thing, man. <laughs> and this is a little bit, is you it, know. Oh, is that re- the Reggie, you know, people that sell Reggie here, the Facebookers, huh? Oh man, bro, I saw you, Reggie. You Reggie dealers. Oh man, yeah. I saw a guy. I saw some guys. This is how I know that smoking, smoking weed, guys. Has gotten out of control because now guys don't want to pay the regular price for their. <laughs> Man, I saw guys talking about they pay twenty five dollars for an eighth of 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 good, and I had to explain like, God, do you guys know the difference between indoor and light depths and then I think I got a little above I, I went over a you couple heads you talking over people's heads at a certain point yeah man oh you definitely went over their heads I think that that's one. probably applicable with the sports too it is and so 
what the, what I, I understand then is this is a community for people who love sports. But what happens is in that community, just like any other community, you have people who want to be at the top of that community. And so they, what you're saying is it takes this, and this is interesting just from the standpoint of like Facebook groups, but when a Facebook group has 20,000 people mm-hmm. to some people, that's a big deal. It right? is. That's like that's that, that's the biggest platform they ever going to have. Period. And I agree. I, I was amazed at some of these groups that added me with 20,000 followers. And t- I was I was amazed. I'm like, oh, man, this is pretty cool that a bunch of people over the years have come to this forum and they've all become free. You know, they get free tickets to the Bulls games. They reach out to Bulls PR and all of this type of stuff. But again, being a credentialed. Exactly. And I think that that right there, that recognition from the team, you know, recognizing them as a big group of fans. Uh You feel me? Fans. And I think that is what separates it. That is a group of fans sharing their opinion and, and, we sprinkle in some real knowledge. You feel me? We yep. sprinkle in facts into a uh, opinion central exclusives. Exactly. Ex- oh, now exclusives. We we see that word tossed around, and we we know what the deal is. Okay. Exclusives, man. It's like shout out to the groups again. I share with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. We we always share yeah, our stuff with all the groups. Forty five percent of those people are the homies. You feel me? Are people we enjoy talking sports with. Uh, people that we love, having the ability to share our work and what we do find out on the scene, you know, putting it right in front of our people instead of them having to go mess with an ESPN right. or a Sun-Times, a Tribune. And, you know, we, we provide them, you know, something different. So to those that respect it, thank you. You know, we appreciate you receiving our work. And also, if you uh, subscribe to this podcast, go ahead and drop that episode every episode every week in your respective Facebook group. We appreciate you. Yeah, drop it, drop it, please, because I'm gonna share it to every group. We need you guys to rate it, review it, share it. It's on Apple, yeah. Spotify, Boom, uh, Transistor, everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. That's where it's going to be. You can find it there. www.thebigs.transistor.fm like Hove said, tell a friend. And you know what? One well, of my last comment about the Facebook, you know, the couple Facebook guys who think Mars are in competition with them, man. It's like, again, I'm not on that, man. I enjoy coming to the group, sharing knowledge, getting some knowledge. Some stuff is in there that I didn't even know. So I, I love to see stuff that I didn't know about and get to add my opinion or facts or whatever I can. But like my man Prodigy said, man. I'm being watched by snake eyes. <laughs> Seen them shed skin plenty times. So it ain't just me. I watch y'all, man. I see y'all the hate. I follow these groups. I watch from the, from the side. I see y'all player hating each other, sneak dissing, ready to come to blows over guys y'all don't even know. Oh, plenty Le- of that. Man, when the LeBron talk comes up, man, these guys, you would think LeBron is paying tuitions. LeBron and D-Rose D- talk used to get up there too. Muzz used to be ready to pull up. I, you a D Rose hater? You you a D you a, no you a apologist? Remember that word? No word? doubt. You a D Rose apologist? apologist. Mm. Mm. Hey man, you guys that smoke light depths, that's cool, <coughs> but that's the twenty five dollar tree. You feel me? <coughs> you know the the it's not quite Miller, <laughs> but it's not indoor either, man. It, it get the job. So that's what they gonna tell you. Get the job done. <laughs> 
Hey, look, man, you gonna pay forty dollars for some for for a good batch of uh for a good three KD? That's the. I wonder, does KD know that people refer to his name? You know they don't. Okay. Look, you know he don't. KD, you're a three. You're 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 a a, a, a three five of of tree right now. If KD knew that, I think we'd see a much happier KD. You yeah. think this? Ca- he out the bay, bro. He's he's living his best life. He is living his best life right now. Because if if they named a Katie after T somehow, if if somehow three and a half grams became known a as T, I'd I'd wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the that's the masters. <laughs> I like where's high you times? I need an article roll on me. Right on me, <laughs> on me. So salute Katie for for having that one. Yeah, shout out to the light depth smokers. Shout out to the indoor smokers. Shout What's out to the, the Reggie smokers, man. Do better though, please. Like, do best. Uh, like my rubber band from from the man Gino from another life when he was pushing stay humble, entertainment. You still record got business. the O to the band. Oh, I'm doing better every day. Shout out Rado, man. Got to rock the do better. Honest O to the. So that's the message for y'all, man. Do yeah, better. man. Do better, man. Facebook Pay groupers, do better. Everybody, man. We can all do better. Let's spread love. Let's show love. Let's stop the player hating. But at the end of the day, like oh, we always used to say, T, man, you got to keep it player out here, man. Got to. It's the Biggs way. It's a wrap, man. Episode three in the books. Shout out to my boy Ernest holding it down. He don't like the, the plug, but we going to plug him in anyway. This is mess.com, mess marketing. Yes. Again, man, check us out, www.transistor.thebigs.transistor. FM at it's the bigs www.thebigs.us the whole nine you know where you can find us at Tomlin does it on Twitter at stay humble on Twitter and with that said you have officially rocked with the bigs we out it's us holla <laughs>